This is Toledo Symphony Lab, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of classical music from WGTE Public Media and your Toledo Symphony. I'm Brad Cresswell. Joining me today are the Toledo Symphony's president and CEO, Zach Vassar, and principal second violin and artistic administrator, Merwin Sue. We're going to be talking about the final uh, installment in the Festival of 88 that's happening this Saturday, March 3rd, at 2.30 p.m. in the afternoon at Lourdes University. And a very special guest who's actually going to be calling in any moment now, and that is uh, pianist and conductor William Eddins. He's going to be performing and conducting two piano concertos by Mozart, number 5 and number 20, and also conducting Beethoven, a symphony that we don't hear all that often, the symphony number 4. It's kind of like, you know... The, the Cinderella of the bunch. Two and four. One, one, two, and four kind of end up in that scenario, yeah. right? Although I like one. One is amazing. One is great. And I do happen to like two a lot. I actually yeah, I like think two. four might be the one I know the least. Yeah. But whenever I listen to it, I say, why don't I listen to this more? It's got a wonderful finale. I think it's got just sort of champagne and strawberries finale that's just so much fun to listen to. But it gets there from this incredibly a much darker and slow introduction. Would that be more like a Kahlua and coffee? Perhaps, yeah. yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> well, this is this is uh, something that you can combine as part of the program, That'd right? That'd be great. That'd be great. Come yeah. in with a with a couple drinks in your hand. Well, you're the boss. We heard it from you, so I, now it's okay. I see it to be completely reasonable <laughs> for the audience. Great. Um, I did forget to mention, by the way, if people are interested in learning more about the concert, they can go to the website at ToledoSymphony.com. They can also call that box office number. Let's hear the jingle, guys. Four one nine three. What is it? Four one nine three. No, it's all even numbers. Oh, four two four six eight thousand. But four one nine is not even. Four one nine two four six eight thousand. Bingo. So uh, William Eden's going to call in any moment now and try to save us here with the, <laughs> with the phone call. But uh, before we get there, uh, Merwin, give us a give us a rehash on Festival eighty eight. This is the last installment. <laughs> In the festival of, of eighty-eight keys, right? And in a way, not, are we using all eighty-eight keys this time, or no? Um, probably not. Um, okay. it, it's still within the more circumscribed Mozart keyboard. Nonetheless, the idea of eight piano concerti um, is kind of the driving force. Um, the sense that um, you're we're bringing together four of Mozart's most famous concerti and four that really Toledo audiences haven't heard. And it's kind of fitting that we're ending this with, we call it Mozart's fifth piano concerto, but it's really his first. It's yeah. his first original concerto. Um, he, the one, two, three, and four are kind of adaptations of Baroque composers. And, and Mozart orchestrated it and took sonata elements and then made them into a concerto. But um, Mozart at the ripe old age of 17, mm-hmm. um, wrote this fifth concerto and it's a really really great piece i think it's it's it doesn't sound as in young. terms of like champagne or kalua where would you place it you know i think there's more of a beer feel to it i'm gonna go i think <laughs> craft beer, craft beer? beer? Yeah. no i think i think it's a, kind of a, a down the middle of the road lager maybe <laughs> I'm, I'm having trouble middle um, of the can, road canadian a good canadian lager right oh that i'm not sure that <laughs> that's the quota again <laughs> every single time we need to make some, we need to make fun of something canadian or maybe it's just a molson who knows <laughs> oh that's not a good canadian lager <laughs> i used to drink molson all the time in college we thought it was great do they still have moosehead it was cheap they do have moosehead yes. yeah well n- welcome to our podcast about canadian beer <laughs> 
In the meantime, <laughs> let's talk about Mozart while we're waiting to talk about Canadian beer. People talk about Mozart as being the greatest compositional prodigy. And I think certainly in terms of kind of proclivity, <laughs> I'm going to give that up. Say by the phone. We'll, we'll, we'll edit that We'll see out. if we can bring William into the conversation. <laughs> Hello there. Is this, uh, is this uh, Maestro Eddins? No, this is Phyllis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. We're in a, we're in a bit of a uh, we're in a bit of a um, giggle fest. A giggle fest yeah. here. We've been <laughs> we started. Well, we were we were talking about Mozart, and ah. um, somehow the the discussion diverged over to Canadian beer, and so we. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I so like it. Actually, we've turned into a beer podcast today. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> Uh, I'm a home brewer, so if you want to talk oh, beer, I'll talk beer all day long. <laughs> beer and Beethoven. That's what yeah. we need. There you go. Beer and Beethoven concerts. So, so, so hey, Bill, I just I, I know it's kind of strange sometimes when you call in and everyone's laughing and talking and you don't know who you're really talking to. So I'm just going to introduce myself. I'm Zach. I'm president of the symphony. Hi, Zach. How are you? <laughs> Doing real well. Thanks for joining us today. No you problem. I'm Merwin. It's been been a pleasure to talk with you and looking forward to working with you in just a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. Merwin hey. I've met before I yeah. I know for sure yeah. is uh uh but um yeah I'm I'm excited to I, I've been I've fired up the for this concert for for months yeah. now just now, months who, so. who, who are you again yeah. <laughs> uh, Brad you <laughs> they call me the reaper <laughs> <laughs> The Reaper. Don't fear the Reaper. Don't uh, fear it. Don't fear me. <laughs> so, uh, Brad, you don't know this, but Merwin put something on my desk the other day, which was an email from Bill saying that he was really, 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 really excited about this concert. Also, he really, really wants the first and second violins separated. That's I think right. he knows yep. our reputations already. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we fight we fight often. It's a very good idea. He, yeah. he, he picked I, that yeah. up. But, I had other reasons, Merwin. I did. <laughs> but, but, you know, whatever works. You know. Not only separated, they have to sit in the corner and think about what they've done. With dunce hats. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just the seconds, though, not the firsts. So, Bill, Bill, I'm yeah. Brad. As okay. you can tell, we're we're a little, you know, little loose around here right now. <laughs> I like Good to answer. say this podcast falls somewhere between music appreciation and wait, wait, don't tell me. Yeah. Good answer. I, I, I think those are both compliments. I just saw a taping just about three or four months ago. Wait, wait, and it was a riot. I had we had the best time. Really, That's That's great. were you in oh. Chicago or or did they come to you? They came here to Minneapolis. That's oh, great. That was, we were all fired up for that. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. So let's talk about you a little bit and introduce you to the audience. You were here several years ago, right? I uh, believe so. Um, uh, it was a yeah. program that he was much less enthusiastic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was really, 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 think, really not excited about well, it. Well, it was one of those things that I, 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 I – certainly knew of Bill's reputation, but I didn't know uh -oh. him as well. And so I somehow brought him here for a program centered around Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony. And which strapped him to the podium. And... Yeah. I love that piece. But not not to the same <laughs> not to the same degree that you loved this particular program. Well I, yeah. All right. You know, there were only six I, reallys instead of ten. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean w weirdly enough, Chike Five is one of my two or three favorite pieces by Tchaikovsky. Uh, but but the pieces that we have on this program, I mean, two out of the three of the pieces of this program 
are are probably in my top ten and might slip into my top five. So two thirds so, of this program is worthwhile. That's what I heard you say. <laughs> no, that's not what I said. Can we guess the third? <laughs> this don't, is how he put, gets to be president. <laughs> Willful misinterpretation. Don't put, don't put words in the conductor's mouth. We have enough words. Conductors are to be seen and not heard. <laughs> right. <laughs> Even by someone else's words or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so you've, you've got Mozart and Beethoven. Uh, yep. we, we know that you like at least one of the Mozarts. And, and <laughs> right? We, we figure well, that way. Yeah, honestly, I mean, what happened is when uh, when Merwin contacted me about this idea, I you know, I, I just about jumped through my computer trying to, uh, to glom onto this. And my whole... Uh, thought pattern was whichever concerto is paired with K four sixty six, I'm doing that program. Wow, wow. Uh, you know, and I was thinking, oh, it's an early concerto. Yeah, yeah, it won't be that hard. Uh, really? <laughs> it's it's annoying. That's, that's, that's <laughs> what it is. I've talked to a couple other uh, colleagues of mine who are pianists. And they're like, yep. 175 is tricky. It's got little things in there that make you go, wait a minute. I, oh, I, oh, I just screwed that up because I went that way instead of this way. You know, you zig in, instead of zagging. But, so people should hear this concert because it's annoying music. <laughs> I like the no, promo. No, no. I can see the promo because, already. <laughs> because it's annoying him. That's why. Yeah, yeah, right, we, right, we get to right, watch right. him be annoyed. Right. I mean, that's good entertainment. Will you do it? me a favor and, like, in, in, a, in a specifically annoying part, will you just shake your head? Like, I'll, like, be, I'll be shaking my head all the time. You know? I really will be. That's because you're next to the second violins. Yeah. So, yeah. Right, right. Well, I'm, I'm going to be split between them, yeah. however. So, you know, I... I get to watch the uh, the volleys back and forth, you know. Nice. Uh, but yeah, the um, one seventy five. I mean, it has the, the distinction of being that first concerto that Mozart really wrote himself. You know, not based on anyone else's music. Right. And so you get to see kind of proto Mozart. You know, he's he's. He's he's experimenting. He's trying stuff out. He's like, yeah, I think I I got I got my I think I got my ideas here, and I think this is going to work. And so Mm -hmm. it's 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 fascinating, especially when it's paired with one of the later concerti, because you the later uh, concerti you you see so many things that are pointing towards what's going to happen. 10 or 12 years later in the later concertos that he's working on and trying to figure out in the early one. It, it, for me, it's a, it's a fascinating uh, musicological experiment. Of course, I'm a nerd, but, you know, <laughs> we won't go into that right now. But what, what kind of a, it, Let me ask you a question, though, from an artistic uh, standpoint, when you make a choice, how you're going to present and perform these two concerti, are are you playing number five and trying to consciously point out uh, the correlation between number twenty? You see what I mean, or do you try to play it in context of when and how it was written by Mozart? What, what are you yeah, trying I'm, to bring to that? I'm I'm always a context guy. Okay. I, I I always am. You know, I I, uh, I I got into some raving arguments with Daniel Barenboim, who who loved to have huge string. Uh, uh, sections for the Beethoven symphonies, you know, and I would be cutting back to like 
five stands, four stands of, of violins, uh, because I, I, I want to, for, for me, I always want to hear the music, how the composer heard the music in mm. that context. Uh, nonetheless, I mean, when, when, you're, when you're dealing with two concertos like this, you know, I, I don't really have a choice in the matter. Mozart points out mm. the correlations mm. for us. Yeah. And he's like, you know, hey, I'm I'm going to be working on I'm you know, I'm going to save this this right here. You hear this? You're going to hear it again 10 or 12 years later except it's going to be bigger and even better. I I have to say that that is a fantastic uh, impression of Mozart. Yeah, I thought he was yeah. German. That's the interesting thing. Hey, yeah. Wolfie Wolfie and I we go way back. <laughs> and there's your I like your, cut. Yeah. I like your Baron Boyum too. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was it's actually spot on. Daniel Barenboim. Uh, <laughs> it was it was wonderful working with him for, yeah. for many years in Chicago. I don't really. think that I knew there were that many H's in his name. D a h n h i e l. There's really, really, really a lot of H's. <laughs> really, really in, in that name. Well, it's pretty safe to assume he's not going to listen to this, so we can make as much fun of him as we want. Now's your chance, Bill. Well, someone's going to send him a link. You know it's going to happen. Gonna We're going to get that call Bill. in on the listener line. Hey, Bill, what are you doing? Really, I want to know. Huh? Well, well, let's. Let, did you want to say something, Zach? Or you want to? jump in there i just want to say you know you say you're a bit of a nerd and we aren't going to talk about that but I, i'd like to uh, one <laughs> of the the nerdiest things i think you're doing here uh, bill is that you're play conducting yeah and some of our listeners and this is not like you, you know toddlers playing no that they're conducting <laughs> <laughs> this is i mean we have to be careful with or, the terminology or here is it <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you're you're not pretending to conduct right <laughs> And you're like, okay, first violin's there, second violin's over there. Dude, Bill, Bill's on the phone thinking, crap, I can't come now. They figured me out. Yeah. You're pulling yeah. my cover. Come on. So wow. you're, you're really conducting, but you're also playing the piano. Yeah, right? kind of, sort of. Actually, uh, uh, usually one of the first things I say to an orchestra in this uh, situation is, you're on your own, kids. I mean, I, you I, say I, it I, like that. Well, pretty much. I mean, I, I, I'm busy. I'm arguing yeah. with Wolfie down here on the piano. But you know, the, the thing about it is, is that it makes it chamber music, which is what it's mm. supposed to be in the first place. You know, everyone has to be responsible for what they're supposed to be doing, and that's when you make great music and mm. this is a great situation to do that in. and and funny enough once again i get to blame daniel barenboim for this because i remember uh when i first got to chicago i saw a concert where he did three of the concerti and i said you know i gotta get me some of that i gotta do this and the first one that i ever scheduled to perform was k466 the great d minor my my nice. all-time favorite and I realized, uh, I'll, I'll never forget it, first rehearsal, get to the end of the first movement, I looked down and I said, that's the hardest thing I have ever done in my life. Wow. Yeah. But it is really, really hard. I have now done probably 12 or 14 of the Mozarts, let alone a bunch of other concerti that I play and conduct. And now it's, it's just kind of second nature. But the, the first couple times through, Matt, it is a serious sweat fest. Yeah, but but the question is, is it annoying? 
<laughs> no, well, yes, yes, it is annoying because you know what? You get to a passage and you know it's hard, and over your left shoulder you can hear Mozart cackling at you. He's like, ah, what you gonna do this time? No, that, that's just Merwin in the second violins. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the right shoulder. Yeah, right, 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 right. It's gonna be the right shoulder. Yeah, well, if we were in England, though, I mean, it'd be over the other shoulder. <laughs> Why, did they turn the piano around? Is the orchestra playing? <laughs> <laughs> right. well, uh, uh, the only question I have, are the pedals different? Are the pedals different? <laughs> that, that's pedals? Really screw me up. <laughs> we, we don't need no stinking pedals. <laughs> do, do, we, do we have the clutch Steinway? <laughs> no. This is Mozart, not Rachmaninoff. It's not, it's not, it's not right. a Steinway. It, 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 over there, they use Jaguars. Ah, yeah. right. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Ooh, very nice. Well, it kind of falls apart halfway through the concerto. <laughs> right. <laughs> Suffers electrical issues. Has to be reeled off to the edge of the stage. Need the tuner. So let's see. So far, we we've been we've been a, a Mozart podcast, a beer podcast. Uh, uh, we've insulted Canadian beer and uh, English cars. And, so. and, 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 and Daniel Barenboim. Daniel which, which covers everything. I think, yeah. I think we got everything. Okay. The lawyer's going to be calling. <laughs> we'll see you at the concert. Um, Bring your checkbook. Right? Let, let's rewind a little bit. Now, Zach, do we get all of your uh, question in about play conducting or no? Well, I think, Bill, you made some really interesting comments and, and your your statement about it really being chamber music it makes me think of an interview i read with murray pariah where he said the same thing about can you do your murray pariah i'm uh, not going there but i think bill has a good one (laughs) (laughs) hello this is murray pariah where where is he from (laughs) (laughs) hello that doesn't sound anything like murray pariah (laughs) i know details come on Oh, Lord. Uh, Bill, you have to talk now. We're laughing. (laughs) Okay. Oh, my. Okay. So, uh, so why why do you find... So, so learning five is annoying, and K466, you love. Is it that you like minor chord instead of D major? You like D minor? Or what's... What, what, what should we listen for in your 466? Well, you know, I do happen to like D minor, which which I think is the saddest of all keys. Um, mm. So you should come to I, this concert because it's sad and annoying, <laughs> and only 66% of it is enjoyable. Right, and, and, and that, that will hopefully be my only Spinal Tap reference of this uh, particular podcast, but you never know. Uh, but, 66.6%, but, you know, 66666. It's kind of like really, really, really. <laughs> But no, I think 466 is actually the most important piano concerto, actually the most important concerto ever written. Really? Plus it's an, plus it's an incredible piece of music. It is an amazing piece of music. I think it's we should one, let that assertion go entirely unchallenged. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, what would I Daniel Barenboim do? Conductor, right? <laughs> I, I'm, the, I'm the conductor. I get to decide this, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Right. So, so, so what if we? What if you were here to play the 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 second Beethoven concerto? Would that be the most important concerto ever written? No, but <laughs> interestingly enough, it is the next most important concerto. <laughs> 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 and it, it's fun. It's funny that you that you bring up the B flat, which of course was the first concerto that he wrote, mm-hmm. even though it's the second one published, because the B flat concerto 
is based on this D minor concerto of Mozart. Uh, And and the progression goes, you've got the great D minor, and then Beethoven fell in love with this piece, with the D minor concerto. Yeah. And he used it as a template to understand the concerto form. He wrote the B-flat concerto based on this concerto, then wrote, wrote the C major, which he didn't really think was really worked. And so he went back and he used the D minor as a template again, and Beethoven wrote the great C minor concerto, and from then he was off to the races. And every other composer in history has based concerto writing on what Beethoven did and came up with after in the fourth and the fifth, of course. Wow, so, but it, it, it all comes back to this concerto. And we know this because this is the only concerto that Beethoven wrote cadenzas to. Wow. Huh. That was written by a different composer. So it's and, kind of like a... Are you playing the Beethoven cadenza? Or I, Hummel, I, have decided, or? I have decided to play the Beethoven cadenzas in honor of the, of the Wolfie-Ludwig connection. Wow. So, it's, it's kind of like a like a big game of Jenga, you know. If you take out that that piano concerto number twenty, then it all falls apart. It's, it does. Yeah, it, it it really does. I mean, you know, th- this is nothing against any of the other apostolic twelve, as I call them, number fourteen through twenty five. Every single one of which is a freaking masterpiece. Every single one. Yeah. But it's this one that really it becomes the. Ur concerto, the, the concerto that that spawned everything else when it came to concerto writing. So, if, if Mozart is number one and Beethoven's number two, what's the number three concerto? <laughs> that's an excellent question. Tchaikovsky one? No, <laughs> no, that's like one hundred and twenty. No, no. Mozart yeah, Kershaw one seventy five. No, you 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 would probably have to have to say. You know, you always have to have to look at the, the 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 guys and gals who decide to do something completely radical, and you know, just Merwin's on the line. Well, <laughs> yeah, know, he's not you're, cackling. You're going to bring in the Busoni again, aren't you? There <laughs> we I'm go. I'm not actually, but the the first piece that that popped into mind was probably the list E flat. Huh. Whoa. Uh, Whoa you know, okay, you lost me. <laughs> you just had a couple of double take, triple takes here in the studio. Well, it's because That was my 20th guess. That, 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 like, the standard concerto form was just like, eh, it's been done. It's passe. Let's blow it up. Yeah, I and see what you're And so that's saying. exactly what he does. <clears throat> and, you know, that leads to a whole different realm of, of concerto writing. Including the Busoni. Including yeah. the Busoni, and you know yeah. it really does, which is the craziest piece ever written. Oh we, we were talking about that before we got you on, before we started I, doing the podcast. Actually, <laughs> oh Lord of mercy, I had to turn pages for that one time. That was the wildest experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is I don't know twenty the 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 late nineteen uh, eighties. I was down the New World Symphony, and and Michael in his lunacy decided to program the Busoni piano concerto. Wait, you were with, turning pages for the conductor or the pianist? Nope, for the piano. <laughs> I probably should have turned it for the conductor as well, but but yeah, it was it was really kind of funny just trying to keep track of what was going on, because you know, a lot of octaves. Yeah, well, that's a long concerto. It's a long song, it really is, yeah. It's a strange yeah. piece. 
It's an odd work. So speaking of strange pieces, then, let's talk about Beethoven 4. Ah! That's not your best segue. (laughs) 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 All right. So speaking of strange pieces, let's... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wow. We've set the stage. This is a different podcast. Okay. Well, um... You're just figuring that out now. Of all the podcasts I've done this morning. <laughs> I'm looking at my soundboard here, see what else I can dig up. There you go. Okay. Yeah, the stage wrong, is yours. Wrong concerto. That's the traffic concerto. Right? <laughs> Opus 60. My favorite symphony in the entire literature. And... I think it's the most underrated piece in the entire classical music repertoire. I really do. I think this piece is, it's such a delight. There's not a note out of place. It's the happiest piece Beethoven ever wrote. And once again, it is also one of the most important pieces ever. And it's because it was, it's this bridge. You know, after he wrote Eroica, he didn't know what he was doing. You know, he, he, he started working on this big symphony in C minor, and he couldn't get anywhere. It was just a disaster. And it, it, the, the whole problem was, I mean, how do you write a piece on four notes? And he couldn't figure it out. And so uh, it, it's, it's a great story. I'm actually going to tell this in concert. Merwin, that, 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 that's a cue. You, I, I need a microphone. Sounds but, good. But... It, what happened was, in order to figure out how he was going to write the Fifth Symphony, he ended up writing the Fourth Symphony, and he used it as a template for how to figure out how to write an entire piece out of four notes. And so it, it's, it's this incredible bridge between three and five, but for some people, for some reason, people underrate the symphony, and I'll, I'll, I'll never understand I will never understand why, because it is is so brilliant and it's so well written. I, I I don't understand why people don't consider this one of the one of the greatest pieces ever written. I really don't. So I never will. So the the boat is going down. You're getting into a lifeboat, and they say, uh, Maestro Bill, you only can take one Beethoven symphony with you. You say the fourth. Oh, the fourth, hands down, hands down. Not just it's the not Beethoven a, symphony, any symphony, any symphony, any symphony. Any symphony. No. You know, I, like it probably. The- it probably would be any symphony, but amongst the Beethoven, the fourth, hands down. It's not even close. It's not even not even an argument in my world. As I said, I'm I'm delighted. I I couldn't be I couldn't be happier and more excited about this program. I'm just I'm all fired up. I'm I'm trying to just kind of keep keep a low key because I know as soon as I get there, I'm just going to kind of go ballistic, and that's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I love everything that you've had to say about it and, and your enthusiasm and your attitude and all the depth of uh, thought that goes into this program. So we, we really look forward to your interpretation, having you come perform and uh, rejoin us after all these years. Yeah, it's going to be a fun show, a really good shoe, as what's-his-face <laughs> Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan, Ed Sullivan yeah. that's it. We have a really good show tonight. Are, will you be doing impressions before the concert, or? I, I oh not. yeah, we do a pre-concert conversation. We'd love to have you, this in multiple voices. Can you do? Mm. Yeah, we have, what a we fantastic have Murray idea. Pariah, <laughs> Daniel Berenboim, and Ed I'm Sullivan. I'm going to have to work up a few others. Just yeah, to, uh, Michael to Tilson see Thomas. Come up. Oh Lord! Oh no! Please no! <laughs> 
and the first conductor whose career was killed by a pre-concert conversation. <laughs> but not the last. Right. Are, are you sure about that? <laughs> so the concert is this weekend. It's Saturday, March 3rd at 2.30 in the afternoon. This will be at Lords University. Uh, William Eddins, conductor and piano, two concertos by Mozart and the Symphony Number no. 4 of Beethoven. Uh, thanks for joining us, Bill. Hey, it's been my pleasure, and I'm looking forward to the show. You can find more information at ToledoSymphony.com. You can call up the box office at 419-246-8000. Toledo Symphony Lab is generously underwritten by a gift from the estate of Barbara Garwood and is a production of WGTE Public Media in collaboration with our sponsor, the Toledo Symphony. You can download episodes of this program as a podcast by going to our website at wgte.org slash lab or subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts. I'm Brad Cresswell. You've been listening to Toledo Symphony Lab here on FM 91.